It's Alum Group's Andrea Lay, Packview's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four. Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you? Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed-loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+. Connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution. Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first-party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart. Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us? Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced that it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Don't you love the holidays? In between the roller coaster ride this past year has been in the industry, these are the moments we get to partake in some rest, relaxation, and of course, some entertainment. I've already previously mentioned, this is why I do this award ceremony. It is a CPG show after all, so there's gotta be some humor, some entertainment, and you'll find that in all the upcoming awards. This, of course, is episode two. This is gonna focus on marketplaces. Thank you, MCs, for what you did in episode one, all the time you spent picking your nominees, picking the award winners, and for all the humor you bought during the episode as well. My hope is we'll replicate that in the second episode on marketplaces. So introducing our first category for marketplaces is the president of Backview, Melissa. All right, here we go. So best in class 
marketplace goes to Alibaba. So the reason why there's one word and it's frictionless. So from every everything's very integrated, payments is integrated, and so for that reason, Alibaba gets the award. All right, next up is the most improved marketplace. So most improved marketplace award goes to Etsy. So in addition for Etsy, in addition to kind of supporting a lot of local businesses and small businesses, um, they're making a play for big brands through the launch of advertising and programs to support large brands, particularly in the fashion space on their platform. So a lot of exciting activity happening there and looking forward to seeing where they take it. I want to go back to your choice, Melissa, on uh, the first choice, which is best in class marketplace, which is Alibaba. For many of us here in the United States, Alibaba, we, we still don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And this year's statistic, 11-11 Singles Day, which is a big e-commerce shopping day. If you don't know what 11-11 is, now's a good time to actually Google it. But that, the number that Alibaba announced for one day on the platform was north of $500 billion shop. That's crazy. $500 wow. billion through yeah. press. I mean, I can see why that was your choice as a result, but that was a great time to understand what Alibaba is. It's largely been a B2B platform, so I think it's been ignored here, but it is changing. They have various other e-commerce platforms owned by Alibaba, which are D2C indeed. I'm sure they'll be here in the US at some point. We'll give everyone a run for their money. What a great choice. Yeah, it makes Amazon look like small potatoes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the next award is for Rising Star Marketplace. And the winner comes from another industry adjacent vertical, which is home delivery of prepared ready to eat food. The winner is DoorDash. DoorDash figured out very quickly during the pandemic that they could not only deliver hot ready to eat food to consumers, but those consumers also wanted to pick up some household staples as well. So offering things like cleaning goods, some packaged food and beverage items, personal care items, all of that was something that they could tack on, expand the basket size, uh, and deliver a a much needed uh, service to consumers that were looking to kill two birds with one stone. So the winner is DoorDash for Rising Star. Keep it up, DoorDash. You know, the Land of the Giants podcast, um, part of Recode, did a really great series on the delivery wars and particularly in prepared food delivery and how it's changed the restaurant industry and kind of a lot about DoorDash's rise to fame. So that's an interesting one to check out and learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. That every time I hear the word giants, I actually get PTSD from the New York Giants. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so both Peter and I are fans. Yesterday, we were actually arguing with a fan of the Eagles who's better. Who? No, no, we were arguing whose team is worse. And we were saying, no, ours was worse than yours. That's how bad it was. Shri, we're just waiting for pitchers and catchers. We, we move beyond the football season. It's not going to be a good sports season for baseball no, either next I year. don't think. I it's think sad, like, preseason, we're sitting here and we're just playing. Are we looking for, when we say spring training, we're looking for spring training 2023, right? We're just, we're going to skip over next year. (laughs) With that, back to our MC. Yes. I miss Melissa. All right. One more thing to add to DoorDash, too. They also recently launched a cell service ad platform following the steps of the explosion of retail media. So we'll see more from them, too, that contributes to their rising star award. Wow. Another ad? Another ad platform. Just what we need. I know. Another retail ad platform. 
Yeah. You know what I'm you know what I'm thinking over here? I think it's time for the fresh core to actually do an episode on retail media ad platforms. Yeah. Which of course happens to be the forte of the two ladies sitting next to me on Fresh Core. They know a little about that, don't they? Amazon, yes. AMG, and everything yeah. about the retail media landscape with the president back to herself. So we'll get to that. I, I think, love it. I think we're going to have to have all four of us together for a full episode talking yeah. about retail media platforms. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so much has changed just in the last six yeah. months. It is six it, months, it is six weeks. Incredibly fast moving space. You're telling me. All right. <laughs> you, know, you have to integrate them all. All right, Melissa, well, so what do you got for us? All right, we're going to talk most helpful. Um, this is near and dear to my heart because I was sitting on the plane um, yesterday or coming back from Thanksgiving and I was able to use Instacart who, uh, spoiler alert, is who the award goes to. I was able to get on my app, order all my groceries, land from the plane, get to my house and all my groceries arrived shortly thereafter. So for a lot of people, Instacart has been such a helpful experience to be able to have your groceries delivered to you. And so for that reason alone, um, it has been the most helpful. I think that describing them as the juggernaut is, even that is an understatement. They have so many retail participants in their marketplace from where they start in their roots of grocery to now beauty to value savings. It's just incredible. And yeah, there are people out there in the industry that caution retailers for joining Instacart's marketplace because they, they say they may come to regret it. I don't know how you walk away from the absolutely intoxicating demand aggregation that they're bringing. If you're a retailer and you're not on Instacart, you have to ask yourself, really, why are you not part of that? Because there's so much demand. Melissa just scratched the surface in describing how convenient it is and how many options you have to get exactly what you need delivered to your house. I feel Instacart has barely scratched the surface, tip of the iceberg kind of thing from a growth perspective. Any thoughts? Well, I mean, I think especially this last year, there have been so many more demands put on families mm -hmm. and they really stepped in to kind of help with that, you know, help us be super mom. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those demands tend to fall on working mothers. And mm -hmm. what better thing to cut out of your week than having to go to the grocery store and getting everything delivered? And so I agree. I think they've, you know, they've really just kind of gotten started <laughs> in terms of the types of products that they can deliver. And, you know, they're making plays in non-grocery categories as well, mm -hmm. um, which I think is going to give Amazon a run for their money. Pretty incredible. Well, I've got the next category and it's most innovative marketplace. And this one is going to be a little outside of the norm, but the award we decided goes to TikTok. Mm -hmm. Why? because nothing has been more revolutionary in terms of shoppable media than the TikTok platform. They have taken the industry by storm. Consumers are doing it. You know, Shree, we had a guest on very recently, Vincent Yang from Firework. Their entire business model is about taking that TikTok-like shoppable experience on legacy websites. They understood the value of it and wanted to bring it to brands. TikTok is leading the way. There is no denying that they are the most innovative marketplace platform. There is a silent revolution of human attention taking place right now. Yeah. I, I won't name which platforms people are moving away from. Let the data gurus put that out there. 
But TikTok is garnering attention by the droves every single second. In fact, I'm sure these last 10 seconds I spoke, TikTok has gotten another few hundred people signing up for its platform. And I think brand marketers make the mistake of thinking it's a 15 to 25 year old platform. I see people across the entire landscape of demographics, age, race, gender, call it what you may. There's no debate in my naive head. TikTok is today's attention platform. If you're not doing shoppable video and if you're not doing influencer based marketing on TikTok, it's like NFTs. That's the next silent generation. <laughs> you're missing out if you're not on TikTok today and you're in brand marketing. Yeah, they've been hugely disruptive. And I think took took video where YouTube couldn't mm-hmm. in terms of the, these really small, tight, digestible pieces. They've certainly disrupted my household. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I can open it and like an hour goes by. I don't even know where it went. It's mm-hmm. yep. It's incredibly entertaining. And, you know, if you can integrate that with shopping, they, they really yeah, won. The, the incredible stickiness and view time that this platform delivers is quite remarkable compared to a lot of their, the, the legacy ones that we're more familiar with. But it is, it's revolutionary. And then to be able to turn around and turn that into a commerce platform, that's why they're most innovative. Absolutely. All right. I have two to announce. The first is the best enabler and the best enabler marketplace award goes to uh, PharmaPax. As Amazon's largest third party seller, um, they carry more than 30,000 SKUs. They have really helped a lot of consumer brands, particularly in the CPG space to, you know, real expand their commerce capability, e-commerce capabilities, everything from creating multi-packs to distribution to e-commerce strategies and advertising that um, manufacturers need help with. So best enabler to uh, to consumer brands selling on e-commerce marketplaces. In addition, they um, they are going public and have you know been taken part in a SPAC and so Obviously, we're not the only ones that, yeah. <laughs> that see the potential there, um, but kudos to PharmaPax for being the best enabler. And you may know that PharmaPax has changed their name to Packable, so we will now refer to them as Packable. I can't let this episode end without giving a shout out to my buddy, their CEO and co-founder, who I met when I actually worked for a snacking brand close to 10 years ago. And uh, we felt that we absolutely had to be one of their first non-distributed direct partners. Mm-hmm. And so kudos, my friend, Andrew Vaganis, for the success you've achieved. And here's wishing you a whole lot more performance packs. Yeah. He is a really smart guy. I got a chance to speak on a panel with him a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, he has some really interesting ideas about kind of where the supply chain is headed and thinks that kind of the um, drone delivery is going to be in automated vehicle delivery is going to be here a lot faster than we think. So I thought that was interesting. Those were some interesting to that guys. point, I think I just read an article, either HBR or Wall Street Journal. Walmart is actually doing drone delivery in Arkansas. Hmm. Actually doing it. Wow. It's not, I mean, I think we think about driverless cars and all that being kind of a ways off, but from so coming from someone who's pretty close to that space, thought it was going to be here a lot sooner. Our last award category is the best... Pandemically, best pandemically inspired marketplace. <laughs> um, and this award goes to Drizzly. <laughs> we all clap for that. I, I think, I think <laughs> it's universally accepted that there was no more necessary 
delivery service during the height of the pandemic than Drizzly. I think it inspired many, many great Zoom calls between colleagues. Absolutely. Lots of uh, craft cocktail making uh, hobbies. Uh, actually, one started up in my household and Drizzly deliveries were showing up regularly. But um, yeah, definitely the best pandemically inspired marketplace to help keep us all sane uh, during the pandemic while we were all stuck at home. You know, we, we were lucky to have Kathy Bloomberg, the chief operating officer of Drizzly on our podcast. And that was uh, right about the time that they announced that they were being acquired by Uber. What another great combination. Talk about somebody that's another company that's doing very strategic acquisitions. But it's quite remarkable. Uh, all kidding aside, Drizzly built a phenomenal model, particularly in, in the way that they were able to successfully and very surgically navigate the implications of Tide House laws in the three-tier system where they don't actually take the payment. They integrate with the point-of-sale system of the individual retailers, and that allows them to circumvent all of the federal regulation. They are just simply a platform that enables a consumer to connect with a local retailer, and that makes them very unique and and rather inspiring. It's so, super clever. It it's, is. It's a very clever workaround because I know we tried a couple of times at Amazon um, to get a, a alcohol delivery or wine delivery business going, and and the led you know the regulation around that just kind of crushes any sort of innovation. So very clever approach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lisa, you know what I'm thinking? We're gonna have to ask Andrea to come back and share her favorite homemade coffee yeah. recipe. Oh, <laughs> we need, sounds we need, like we need the samples. Andrea household now. Yeah, I mean. I can, I, can already tell you, I can already tell you what it is. Yeah. What it is, is it? a peanut butter old fashioned. Ooh. Oh. A peanut butter old fashioned? A peanut butter old fashioned. There is wow. this alcohol. That, made, that made me, that may make me fall rum. off the wagon tree. <laughs> peanut butter old fashioned? Oh my gosh. Peanut more. butter rum. It's this stuff called screwball and it's. Um, oh, yes. You can't replace it one to one with the so, rum. You still have to use. So let me tell you the secret. Mix or whiskey, it, sorry, whiskey. Mix it with some framboise. Yeah. Chambord, the framboise. Yeah. And it tastes like a peanut butter and jelly shop. <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> sorry, I misspoke. It's not to replace the rum, it's to replace the whiskey. There you go. And Plus you do whiskey. you do like equal parts screwball and some other yeah, whiskey yeah. in your old fashioned. I'm gonna bring us all back to Earth, you know, the CPG guys. H two O. H two O. And you can put in the bottle if you want to perfectly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that recipe. That was kind of you. And I can't thank the three of you enough for this is not just episode one, but episode two. Marketplaces, spending the time to research, getting your thoughts together, and then explaining meticulously why you made some amazing picks. I'm going to reiterate Alibaba. If you haven't researched it, thank you for pointing it out, yeah. Melissa. Mm -hmm. It's about time in the United States we got to really understand and adopt Alibaba and make sure that we have a clear path on how, when they land here, what the plans and strategies are. But, unfortunately, it's the end of episode two. Don't forget to place that Drizzly order street. Yeah. Uh, it's H2O, Peter, but okay. yes, you can get H2O, I believe, in Drizzly too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, because you could- They just partnered with 7-Eleven, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. We recognize the very best here in Omnichannel and digital both. We did episode one brands, episode two marketplaces, and this is of course the second year for the Omnis. I want to thank the three of you, Peter, 
Melissa, Andrea, for giving me your time to do this on this episode. And we will be back pretty soon on another episode. But before that, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Well, I mean, it was tough to pick these winners this year. And I really enjoyed the discussion with all of you leading up to it and getting a chance to learn from all of these great thought leaders in our space. So thank you for having me. So do you guys have anything that was really different than last year's winners that you can think about this year? What's your biggest prize? For me, it's just the acceleration rate of marketplaces in particular. They really have emerged as an industry in and of themselves, independent of retailers. Yeah, there are some retailers that are involving it. So having an entire class of reward of awards that are dedicated to marketplaces, they certainly deserved it this year. That's the big change. They are, they are really revolutionizing what consumers are expecting, the ability to aggregate lots of different purchases across different categories into a single platform. That's what I think is where, where we see, we saw marketplaces that were much more industry vertical focused yeah. mm-hmm. and that has changed dramatically. Yeah. There were some where there was, there was some crossover between convenience and mass and drug, but those are all generally consumer packaged goods. Now we're just seeing such a proliferation of different types of marketplaces. Obviously the home delivery wars you mentioned and things like that. It's just, it's, it's a really interesting space to be in. I think a lot of it is that the brands and the, and the, um, sellers are just getting so much more sophisticated. They are. And so it's much easier for them to launch on new platforms. Because they've, they've kind of learned how to, Amazon has trained them all how to do it. And the beneficiaries of all this, without question, it's the consumers. Yeah, They're getting really a better good. customer experience. They're getting more choices. More choices. Um, it's phenomenal. And the deliveries, sir. And the, and the other thing is just the marketplaces and the retailers' ability to just expedite the delivery. Yes. Is one day even fast enough now? No, it's like 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes, which is why Walmart is partnering with with other delivery services to be able to do a 30 minute delivery to, co- to compete with the likes of GoPuff. It's just a, it's a fascinating time to be in omni-channel digital for retail and for brand. And we're right in the middle of it. And it's just, I know, I know you, how you all feel like kids in a candy store. We're giddy about this. <laughs> I want to also answer your question, Melissa. What was different this year for, I think for the CPG guys, it was an honor to sit down with the both of you. We're actually doing this in, Seattle, your hometowns, mm-hmm. your both knowledge in the omni-channel space is unparalleled and it also transverses the entire spectrum of when e-commerce was born in this country in the fast-moving grocery space. And I won't just say grocery, in FMCG period. And having you both participate, actually pick winners, do nominees, engage in conversation with us is an honor. So thank you for doing that. That's a big difference this year and hopefully that's what we continue to do go forward as well. Yep. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's an honor to be here with, with you guys, too. Absolutely. And I will close it out for our audience. A reminder that all of our content can be found on cpgguys.com. If you aren't already following and you're listening to this podcast, take a moment to join this growing family of listeners where you can contribute to the changing nature and transformational nature of our industry. You can do that by simply going to linkedin.com, going to the search bar, typing CPG Guys and hitting the blue plus follow button. That easy. Shree, do you know that we already have over 9,000 followers in our community on LinkedIn? It's phenomenal. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Everyone was organic. Peter and I don't believe in paid advertising when it comes to 
of having actual followers. Yeah. I think it's the worst way to get followers. And it's word of mouth stream. People understand that we're producing informative content. I know that we get stopped constantly. We talk about it on the podcast at conferences, but at airports at restaurants, people actually recognize us. And the message we get very clearly is they want to thank us for helping fill a niche that just wasn't being addressed. And now you've driven way. Melissa and Andrea's curiosity, airports, restaurants, what the heck are these guys talking about? They're, they're going to call it <laughs> the Drizzly Army tonight. I know, it's a little crazy. But, uh, thank you all for joining us on this episode of the CBG Guys podcast, The Omnis Part 2. One last reminder, it will be the last episode for 2021. It features our dear friend and our first guest on the CPG Guys, Mr. Brian Gildenberg the SVP of Commerce for Omnicom. He will be doing a 2021 recap and his predictions for 2022. Awesome. With that, we will see you on the next episode, which will be part three of the CPG Guys Omni Awards 2021 ceremony. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.